1: what up this is myron and you are listening to the rye bread mustard a mariners podcast the alternative underground back alley underbelly down on the docks on the other side of the track speakeasy dive bar style podcast up and about the seattle mariners that you are listening to on the odyssey app or wherever else you're getting that podcast action from we're not going to judge as long as you're liking, subscribing, and following and checking us out on the socials. Yeah, all those things, all those things work for us here at the Rye Bread and Mustard Mariners podcast. Also, if you're liking the gear, you can always hit up at simply.cora. That's at simply.cora on Instagram. She'll hook you up with the Rye Bread and Mustard Mariners podcast merch. Uh, We are back. We uh, haven't been here this week. We had uh, a a little bit of a family emergency. And then uh, yesterday we had uh, technical difficulties. But we are back here bringing you a new episode this Friday morning as the Mariners start their road trip with the American League West leading Texas Rangers. Uh, Mariners go on an eight-game home. Excuse me, an eight-game game. Uh, road trip uh, important one we're going to talk a little bit about that today but we are here to wrap up the series uh, with the Yankees and just talk a little bit about wrapping up the home the 10 game homestand the Mariners went seven and three and the month of May Uh, the episodes that were recorded down at tacos and tequila on Occidental uh, during the pregames kind of a a bunch of fun conversations again we had a little bit of uh, like Personal matters and technical matters, those didn't get out. We're going to put those out uh, probably when the Mariners play the Yankees here in a couple weeks in June, just so it uh, ties in with the Yankees. But don't worry, you will get those uh, pods that if you were down there and ran into us, uh, yeah, they are coming out. Anyways, we're going to jump right into this uh, with me to break this down. If you're watching on YouTube, which we are on YouTube, uh, you'll see it right now. There he is, Hanno up in Edmonds. What's going on, Hanno? Hey,
2: brother. What's going on? Well, Mariners off
1: day when we record this. uh, Release time. The Mariners are going to be down in Texas. But before we uh, jump into all of that, uh, we just finished up this series and the homestand here. Uh, We both were at the game, not together, different parts of the stadium for game three of the Yankees series. Uh, What was your experience like?
2: Uh, it was a really good game. Um, game three was nice to see that the uh, Mariner pitching got back on track, and uh, G- George Kirby was outstanding. It was a really enjoyable game to watch.
1: Yeah, eight innings of just masterful. What three, three hits he gave up in that entire game. I mean, you you had a good uh, viewpoint, right, being up there on the terrace level or club level. Were you in the terrace or were you in the club?
2: Uh, the terrace club. Yeah. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, it was great. I could see George Kirby. Uh, Really what I noticed about him was, you know, uh, you you don't get the exact, you know, glimpse and where the pitch is, but you can see the velocity and you could tell that he was definitely cranking them in there and uh, pleasantly surprised to see him hitting 97 most of the night. Um, And going back and reading um, about it, uh, that was one of the games where George's velocity has been uh, the highest it's been consistently in a long time. So nice to see.
1: Yeah. I heard he got, he even admitted, you know, he gets up, he gets up a bit more when he's playing the Yankees. That was his, uh, you know, childhood team that he grew up watching.
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah. First time against him, I'm sure he did. That's cool.
1: Yeah. And the other thing that I, I was really impressed with Kirby was, you know, all this series, the Yankees were Demolishing the fastballs. And we'll talk a little bit about game one and game two. And Kirby was going at him with the fastball.
2: It's all location, man. It's the name of the game.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. This game three, uh, it was kind of, I want to call it, uh, you know, it had, I was saying it had shades of last year's 13 inning game, you know, we low scoring game. Of course, this one only went to the 10th and it worked out in our favor. It definitely wasn't as crazy, but it did have that really good tight feeling it also took me back a little bit to uh the final game in uh, the playoffs for us against the astros in there Those, these low scoring games as much as they can look boring on the uh box score that it was actually a really exciting game
2: yeah it was it was a great pitch game i can see why you thought maybe it reminded you of last year's game i mean the m's really haven't you know, gone out and gotten the extra bats since that time. And that has showed this year. So that's not a big surprise that it's kind of the same old, same <laughs> old in my opinion, but, uh, yeah, it's good to get at least one out of the way. Otherwise, you know, a great six and one homestand turns into what, uh, um, losing six three and- in a row, six and four. Yeah. Is that what it's going to be if they lost all four? So yeah, it was good to at least get one out of there and, uh, yeah, get one against the Yankees.
1: Yeah, and the defense in this game really showed up. I mean, of course, JP's huge catch in the uh, top of the six. He had a guy on second base, two outs. Uh, where I was at right down there, I think it was about like section 146 right in there. You really could hear the snap of that leather when, when JP made that catch. That was an amazing catch.
2: Yeah, great catch, but it needed to be made. I mean, most shortstops, I think in my opinion make that catch. Yeah, it was crushed. But okay. if he didn't make that catch, I I don't know a shortstop that doesn't, you know what I'm saying? From my yeah. view
1: Okay. And you had a good view up there. So, uh I, I I yeah, I get that. Yeah, I I just thought it was a great catch. You're right though. It wasn't like one of these like holy shit. It was just I guess I should take it down a notch a little bit about uh, oh. him making it, but it was just being right there. Maybe, maybe just being in the stands right there and hearing that snap. And it was really, really fast. That's what I, I thought he had great instincts on it.
2: No, I get it. I mean, the timing of the play with two outs. Yeah. It was huge. um I, I get where you're coming from. Totally. And it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and in- just, Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say just as far as the play, you know, a line drive, uh he, you know, he did have to stretch out and get it which made it more difficult but in my opinion it's a that catch should be made every time
1: that's so all. okay that and that's great yeah and i'm glad he makes it there at that at that spot the next inning i think it was believed in the next inning we saw Julio great catch two outs there was a guy on first base so he's running uh Julio you know up against the wall no fly zone uh what you see on that play
2: yeah another great catch another catch that Seemed pretty routine, but yeah, he still had to go a long ways to get it and be able to make the catch against the wall. So, yeah, good, good play by Julio.
1: And then I think the other good play, uh, in the game, uh, and I text you about it, uh, the during the 10th inning, um, base is loaded, ball goes to Gino, goes home to the plate, which I thought was a good play to make you know, the charging in on it, squaring it up. The right way, making the nice throw. And then the big non throw to first base is what I was really, really happy
2: about. Yeah. I mean, anytime you can, yeah, not create, you know, a miscue by throwing it away or trying to make something happen. Yeah. I totally agree with you there.
1: Yeah. And earlier in that inning, it it got it. I was, I was like, oh man, this, here we go. You know, you, you make that air, JP, you know, makes that air. Um, you know, start the inning off. I know what he was trying to do there. He wanted to get that lead runner, but he, you know, he positioned himself too much, it seemed like to uh like a step ahead trying to already make the throw, bobbles the ball. That kind of started that whole inning out. But Topa, you know, picked us up.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's been really good for us all year, kind of the young hero. Um yeah, he's been nothing but pretty solid other than a miscue or two, but you can't really even talk about that. He's been great all year and been a positive for the bullpen.
1: Yeah, uh, and then, you know, you get into the 10th inning there. It's great. Dumper comes up with the big double, uh, but <laughs> the biggest setup that I don't think most fans are going to see, which is pretty interesting, right before that inning started, we had a fan on the field. Uh <laughs> We actually got a good video of that on the Instagram, Uh, but uh, what was your takeaway of that guy's, uh, that guy's execution out there?
2: It's, it goes back to the same thing. This is now the second game, second year in a row. I've been to a game last time was in the same in with, uh, maybe it was with the Ninja or you, but we were in your seats or, and uh, someone jumped on the field. So yeah, this guy's execution. I mean, the, the, the uh, security they could they're just they're not that interested. They're just trying to corral them and you know just trying to get them off the field and move along. It's kind it's kind of pointless to me nowadays you know after seeing last year's and now seeing another one in a, in a row. Um, it's, it's kind of a nuisance to be honest with you.
1: I feel like the guy everybody's approach about it's pretty wrong. Every time they try to come back towards that third baseline corner, that seems like to be the end of the game. It's kind of like a game of Pac Man, you know. But they Wait, end up
2: getting. Oh up- well, yeah, that's where that's where you. Why don't you get back in there? <laughs> yeah, I want him to. I thought he was going to jump back in.
1: Yeah, I thought he was going to. Yeah, you mean jump back into the crowd? Yeah, actually, I was standing yeah, there. Yeah, you have no place audit. to go. And you know what? He jumps up that aisle. All of the uh, security guys were on the field. I think he would have had a clear path. Um, It seems like, yeah, every time they come back towards the third baseline, it's end of the game. I'd like to see the next, you know, person that runs on the field kind of work right center, right field a little bit more, maybe see what they can do over there.
2: Yeah, I mean, to me, like I said, it's just, it's whatever. It's like the Hydros. Mm -hmm. It was,
1: (laughs) well, I'll tell you this. It was very, it was one of the, in my section, it was one of the more anticlimactic game enders because that guy was running around on the field uh, with the pitch clock the way it is uh, before everybody was settled up, looking at their, everybody who had got it on their phones (laughs) was like checking it out, probably uploading it. Next thing, you know, crack of the bat. Caballeros ran in third base, the game's over. You know what I mean? It was like, it was definitely a distraction for at least the people in in our section.
2: Now here's Lenny Randall. When the Mariners beat the Red Sox, hitting baseballs, out of sight. Mm -hmm. you kid who's 14 and under. We want to come. A free a free a free a free yeah i mean yeah i was surprised um you know last night not a big crowd for the yankees no. um, um you know i look down in your area usually I, that's kind of where i can tell if it's a big game or not you know, up until the row where you at, there's not too many people behind you. So yeah, I'm sure it caught everybody's attention. I mean, it was a if you didn't like pitching, the game went by fast last night.
1: Yeah, and again to jump off of what you're saying there about the series, I, I mean, I went to last year's game. You know, big Vlad, Vlad Perez came up for that game as well with me, and uh, you know, he even he even mentioned it. He was like, man, every game last year was sold out uh lots of energy in the games uh but you know th- this series happened to fall on what labor or Memorial Day Monday uh you know Tuesday Wednesday right after a big holiday um you know add that to the fact that you know the Mariners fans are they just really haven't turned out the way they were turning out uh you know last year and um I don't know. Maybe about this time, it's probably about the same. I so I shouldn't say that, but I was a little bit uh, surprised or disappointed. I mean, I, I couldn't make it to the Monday game, and I couldn't even give away my tickets. You know, for Yankees Mariners. I know it's a holiday, but it's just kind of one of those things that makes you go, "Hmm." You know, but uh, still, when you don't care- spend money, yeah,
2: that's a lot of people's feeling. That this club is not improved. A lot of people feel just wait, and I understand that too. But a lot of people mm-hmm. are. Truly frustrated, I believe. They've got yeah. 20 plus years. It's been 20 years. I think there's some real frustration. There is, to be honest.
1: And you watch a team like the Yankees who come in here, you know, just so we briefly go over the first couple of games and just pound you to death. Look at all the home runs they're hitting. Uh, they're not even rolling out their A lineup, and it's still. You know, like Vlad was uh, pointing out his – his he's like, I, I'm i done going to these getaway games because he has a beef with the lineups on
2: the getaway games. Well, he's right. I mean, that Yankee team that came in here is nothing to be pumped up about. They got no. Judge who just came back, and the rest of their guys are guys that they've, you know, X'd off, you know, last year that are now filling in. They got a bunch of guys that are playing uh, – are- or that are hurt and they got you know guys like IKF that they ran out of town last year and wanted to get rid of that are now playing prominent roles and I mean what can you say it's it's not the Yankees that I remember at least watching over this weekend
1: no and it's unfortunate that you know look we had Bryce Miller going on Monday uh, I have heard too that you know he's pr- not pitched this much you know this many games in a row without the rest, uh, Jerry Depoto was mentioning. He looked a little bit fatigued out there after the first inning, but this was the Aaron Judge game anyway. Anyway, you dice it up, the guy hits two uh, bombs and then he robs Teoscar Hernandez. I mean, if you went to go see that game, that at least that paid for. I would say that that was worth price of admission right there to watch somebody like that put on a show like that.
2: Yeah, the reigning MVP. Guy that hits 60-plus homers. I mean, yeah, incredible game. Uh, It was all him and more. I mean, he's an incredible player. That's what, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: and it was pretty disappointing to see uh, Miller get hit like that. Look, they had to leave him in there because the bullpen was uh, a bit taxed, uh, not having any days off. But, you know, he goes four and two-thirds, gives up eight runs, 11 hits, two home runs. Struck out three, and then, um, you know, at that point, you know, the Mariners just really couldn't catch up. It, that game seemed like, you know, uh, as the Yankees kept pouring it on, uh, you know, they they put on the add on runs, they had the big, uh, you know, f- what third, fourth, and fifth inning right there. They're putting uh, seven of those runs up on the board, you know, just really suffocate you right there, and um, uh, you know, the Mariners just. I mean, I, I I'm not asking a team to hit uh t- knock in ten runs, but just once it gets up to a certain point, you know, once you get up past the six and the seven and the eight, you're like, man, we don't have that kind of firepower.
2: No, we don't. We have no one to come off the bench to kind of give you a lift or a a boost. Um, but you know, Miller, I mean, what can you say about him? He's been fantastic. Yeah. He had a he had a bad, a bad outing where they hit him. I mean, it happens. He's been I mean incredible like putting up records that have never even happened before so i mean it's one bad outing
1: yeah and you know tip your cap to the yankees coming in here they they played the day before got on the airplane come here you're taking on you know a pitcher like you said been just setting major league records uh you know they take care of business the hitting continued for the yankees into the second game this is another one of those games where I look over at Logan's ERA and I, I go, God, I look over and after this game and it's, and it's over four, which doesn't really paint the picture of what I've seen all year. Cause we've seen so many of these good games, but boy, when he gets rocked, he gets rocked.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's no other thing to say about that. Yeah. He, He does. The thing I noticed about the series, at least in the first two games, the big difference is just competitive at bats, watching the Yankees, you know, uh, they, I wouldn't say have their greatest lineup out there. And I would not say the Mariners have the greatest lineup in there right now or on the bench. And there's a difference between competitive at bats. And that's kind of where the talent is to me and where I see the difference too. I mean, not only just this series, but just kind of overall, I mean, without the first six, seven guys. And then you have a few guys stepping in unless that's how you're going to roll and get absolutely perfect pitching. You're going to get games like this. If you don't pitch well, you struggle. And that's unfortunate for the Mariners because they have such a good bullpen or a good, good starting and bullpen pitching staff. And
1: uh, no, I, I agree. I agree. Like, it's just, you're putting so much pressure on the, the pitching staff, uh, when they're just not perfect it, it, it you seems have no hope, the, yeah, you have no hope, and you can see that with a lot of the the one game uh losses that we've had earlier on. I know uh this game too, there really wasn't much good to say- uh <laughs> there's not really many good mariner highlights to talk about, but I know I could guess your favorite part of that game. And I know uh, I, I don't
2: even remember it because I erased it from my memory. Don't remind me.
1: Well, I will remind you. You said it was the, the best officiated you'd seen all year. I believe uh, when Tom Murphy was thrown out of the game, I think game two, that was your big highlight of, of the series.
2: Yeah, that's right. Oh, I forgot for, to. I totally, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Get him out of there. I mean, he's just. Worried. Oh, <laughs>
0: poor, man. poor
2: guy gets a couple of bats a week and you know, He pops off and they run him. What can you say?
1: I think that your quote was, love this ump, out of here, Murph. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that was the big
2: highlight. Absolutely. I mean, Cal Raleigh needs a day off, but if he can get a a half day off with Murphy getting in there and getting tossed, better yet.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC pro recharge kit today. Be a pro with AC pro,
1: you know, in all the Mariners, you know, finish up may 17 and 11, you know, on, on paper, you would, you would love this. You'd love this a lot. Um, but how many of those games were against the Oakland A's? Uh, but also you got to beat those teams. Um, it just, this homestand being seven, seven and three and 17 and 11, which is an improvement from April, you'd be, you'd think you'd be really, really excited, but it's just, I don't feel like the, uh, the emotions or the feelings really match uh, what's on the paper as far as, as as what I just said right there. How about you?
2: No, I agree. I mean, Looking at the schedule up till now, this was some time to make some hay. I feel like, you know, this upcoming road trip and month ahead, you're playing a much tougher schedule. So this to me is very critical to see are they the team that I think they are or are they the team that I think that can improve um, what kind of team we got here over the next month because it's going to – I think make or break them. It's going to tilt either way or the other. That's how I'm seeing it.
1: Yeah. And speaking of improvements, uh, you know, anytime we put out, or speaking of improvements, I should say, uh, Jerry DePoto was, of course, on uh, 710 uh, Seattle Sports doing his uh, Jerry DePoto show that he does every Thursday. Anytime we have a Friday episode coming out, we try to break it down a little bit. Uh, I think. A lot of today's episode, if you go and check it out, um, is about, uh, you you know, the homestand, the the top of that show is, you know, taking the, hey, look at May, 17 and 11. Look at the 7 and 3 homestand. We'll take it. Scott Services said that we'd take it. I would, too. Um, It's just kind of like the way these last couple of games with the Yankees kind of make you feel that way. Um, you know, he talked a little bit about, you know, Miller um, today being, uh, you know, like I said, in that game, looking a little bit uh, fatigued, mentioning that, like, listen, this guy hasn't pitched on this, you know, on the schedule yet, um, but the, pointed out, you know, uh, something that might remedy that is on this road trip. There are, I believe, three off days, so the pitcher the starting pitchers will be getting an extra day off, which is pretty nice. I thought that was uh, interesting. What do you think about that?
2: Yeah. Any day you can get an extra day's rest with, you know, like you mentioned the Bryce Millers and as well as the Logans and Kirby's who are, you know, early on in their careers just have started doing full seasons last year. So yeah, that's it. That, that hopefully will help them along the way because, um, like I mentioned, it's pitching is it's going to carry them. So every advantage you can have as far as pitching, you're going to need going into these uh, upcoming games.
1: Yeah. Th- then they're also talking about, you know, Julio's big improvement again. You know, since last time we recorded, I mean, he's AL uh, player of the week. The week before, we've seen a significant, significant turnaround, uh, you know. And so they were kind of talking about that. And it was interesting because he was talking about, like, you know adjustments some of the hitters are making and you know They did a good job of like, you know, keeping Perry, Jerry pressed a little bit about like well What's going on with these other hitters? Uh, how, how do how can you see some improvements? Obviously julio's Gonna have a bit of advantage of an adjustment just because of a skill set But the thing when they were in this conversation, I thought the thing that s- stuck out to me was like They were talking about julio and the mariners have a hitting coach then he has his own hitting coach and then it comes to find out Almost all these players have another hitting coach. <laughs> so I don't have a problem with it. I get it. You'd get advice from any anywhere, from anywhere else, any, any profession that you do. But when you're seeing the results of the Mariners uh, hitting and you hear about this, it kind of just definitely perked up my ears. What do you think about all that?
2: Yeah, I mean, this is a conversation going on for a long time with a lot of different angles. I'm just, I'm just gonna go with, hey, they got, you know, they're guys that they work with, but yeah, I mean, the Mariners have two hitting coaches. That, I mean, I, I know I'm babbling, but I, I don't really got anything to say. I mean, it's just. what what are you going to say fire the hitting coaches and hire these guys you know i i I don't know what to say sorry it's
1: just like one of these things yeah that's my exact reaction to it i go well okay well then whose fault is it you know kind of but uh uh but then he also mentioned that almost this is a league-wide thing now so um, cause I've, if I, that's what I was waiting to hear. If this was one of these Mariner things that they came up with, I was going to go, it's not working, but when well, I heard if, it was, go ahead.
2: No, my, my feeling with this. And I would say this to Jerry with what you just said is, well, it's a whole league. Well, why don't you give yourself a better chance and give yourself better odds by getting more, better players, you know? So you have a better chance If guys regress like they kind of have this year. You got something to fall back on, but. That's just how I would look at it, you know.
1: Yeah, uh, and also Depoto was talking about, um, you know, he was asked a bit about like, okay, it's it's June now. Oh, how, what's this free agency or not free agency? What's the trade uh, situation looking like? When's it going to ramp up? Explain like this is kind of like the check-in time, and it's going to slow up a little bit around the draft, and then it's going to pick back up. Uh, when asked, uh, you know, like basically like. What kind of big moves are out there? He's kind of, you know, just they're staying the course of going like, hey, we're, you know, unless we're getting somebody, you know, don't expect something big. It seemed like like Castillo, unless they are somebody that's going, they can, you know, get to stay here for a while. They're not going to go so big on on the on the rentals. But at least I was I was at least happy to hear that they acknowledge, hey, we need to get more hitting. Uh, which is like you no know, shit, but it seemed like he kept dancing around that in uh, previous episodes where he was like, it's all about help within. So at least there seems to be a little bit of a crack in the armor when um, talking about that.
2: Yeah. with well, Jerry, I don't know. I just, I asked, well, who do you have to trade for to get somebody that's good? You know, you took four of your top prospects to get a Luis Castillo. You know, he said they're not going to get that top end guy. Um, are they going to have, I mean, they're going to have to trade away somebody to get somebody in return to help you out as far as hitting. It's going to be real interesting to see what might or might not happen. I'm, I'm thoroughly intrigued because I don't see at this point who they could go out and get that could really help them without giving away a, a crucial piece in their farm. But, you know, uh, we'll see. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out.
1: Yeah cuz I don't you do not you do not want to get rid of Harry Ford uh and uh I I he was talking up a little bit about uh I believe it was uh Campbell and Adcock and prelander Baroa, which we're expecting to see him sometime this season I guess like I mean I don't guess I mean I guess your where your surplus is 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 these arms I guess that's where it would be um yeah, Maybe, that's the only
2: place.
1: That's about the only place. And you know, I I mean to him saying, like, hey, we're not gonna try to get like one of these, you know, bigger name rental bats, which doesn't make sense for us unloading stuff, which I've you know, I I can I think we both can agree we don't want to do that. We've seen that enough. But at the same time, uh, you know, on these, you know, he calls them under the hood guys with the expiring contracts it doesn't seem like there's going to be as many of those bats out there that's what uh it seems that seems to be the talk just around mlb that you know there's not going to be a lot of offense you know that is just jumping out that's available which again you know makes you go you know what you, you should have went and spent more money uh your team that organization that's only been to the playoff once in 21 years you got to overpay and you got to you got to get the people in here. And this is kind of the result of when you can't take care of that.
2: Hey, totally agree with you, man. I mean, that's part of the reason that burns me so much is, you know, they've, in my opinion, two years ago, overachieved last year, you know, um, played up to what they should and they succeed and got in the playoffs, you know, after back-to-back years of really good play Uh, Maybe there's some regression, but then to think that the other teams in the league like that you're competing with aren't going to go out and try to improve, which they did. And then you kind of really don't and kind of go along, uh, in my opinion, going cheap and waiting to the very end to get certain guys that just are kind of off the scrap heaps. I mean, that sucks as a fan. So that's kind of where I'm at
1: yeah, it's a fan podcast and that's that's a real feeling and and look to you know be a little bit fair to them it's like you brought in Wong it hasn't worked AJ Pollock you know that was not that hasn't worked he's not hitting up to these those guys aren't doing anything uh you know you got Tay Oscar who's just doesn't seem like he can just get it going um you know you got guys that we already had too that aren't up to what they were expected to be, France, uh, uh, Suarez. You know, I'm not saying they're having terrible seasons, but it's 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 not like what it was last year. And when you just don't insure yourself by bringing in this extra bat, yeah, you, it it like a for sure stu- stud. Um, it sucks. And then you hear people sometimes talk about, well, look at uh, what's his name, uh, Trey. Turner, look at what he's doing, and look. Oh, you you want to pay for all that? You're like, that's two months of baseball. Also, anytime somebody doesn't do something somewhere else, it's like you got to think about. Look, they're playing different teams, they're playing different leagues, different situations, so that doesn't tell the full story. Bottom line is, I'd rather have one of those guys in here and <laughs> be complaining that we gave somebody way too much money versus one of these lower end guys that we're going. Man, seven, eight, nine, ten million. That's where I feel like Jerry and Justin didn't do their job. It wasn't so much the top, top tier guys, but we've said this a million times that second tier guys that I know we just sound like scorned lovers talking about woulda, coulda, shoulda, right? But it's you're you're right. it, it definitely the frustration is there. And especially when you find out too, it makes it worse when they're like, no, oh, these other bats aren't going to be out there, you know, and Tim Kirchner's like, they're going to be aggressive, but it's like, well, the, who, who, who are we going to get? And. Ah, well, let's just hope for the best that they, they all turn around. They're about to go on this big road trip. Um, uh, there's uh, the other thing that Jerry said here was I want to say the last thing that Jerry said was, was uh, we should be expecting Demo and Munoz back what, Tuesday, the on the Puffer the Padres series. Uh, with that being said, what kind of moves do you see for the roster to make room for them? Um, what do you what do you see possibly happening? or if you were making the move, what are you making? What are you doing? Let's let's two part question.
2: Um, for the pitching, obviously you're going to go with one of the bullpen guys. Um, you got to look at, I don't know, Matt Festa was just brought back. So man, it goes back down. It all goes down to options and who's, you know, playing or pitching well right now and who isn't. It seems like they've kind of gone with guys that, uh, just trying to fill in stop gaps, you know. Um, and Munoz will be a huge stop gap. Um, but to me, it might be Festa as far as uh, um, uh, uh, demo. Uh, to me, it just makes sense that it'll be uh, Ford. He got his little call up today because he's contractually obligated to either be called up or sent or sent packing. So they called him up. So. Um I would suggest I would in my opinion, even though he'll become an, a free agent if he's released, uh, he makes this makes sense to um uh move along for more to get up.
1: Interesting. When you bring up all of the uh you know the contract stuff there, I I yes. Um you know t- uh, I guess that's also should note Taylor Chamel goes back down to AAA. Uh Hasn't had the at bats up here, uh, or I shouldn't say he hasn't had the at bats up here. He hasn't made, he hasn't taken advantage of the at bats that he had up here. I I will give him the benefit of the doubt. He didn't have a spring training. He only played a couple games in Tacoma before he came up here. He definitely just needs more more work, more seasoning. Uh, likes to take a look at him a little bit later in the season. Uh, but uh, Mike Ford comes up, who's been crushing it down there. If you think that he's possible, if that would be the move that you do on Tuesday, then I'd hope to see him in every single game here in Texas at DH, just to see what he's got, um, especially if, if you're going to have to DFA him. I was wondering what you were going to say about uh, either uh, Haggerty or uh, Colton Wong.
2: Yeah, Haggerty's a possibility. You know, he hasn't really fulfilled the role that he kind of had last year. And um, that's just the way the season's progressed. Uh, um, the only reason I said didn't say Wong is um, I, they've kind of said that they're going to give Wong a chance. Uh, Justin Hollander was on la- this last week, and the same question was asked. And he said, no, uh, we're going to give Colton a chance to uh, get out of it. He has a track record, blah, blah, blah blah, 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 typical Mariner freaking, um, you know, management speak that we've all heard. And so that's why I have to take them at their word that they're going to, I mean, this is, yeah,
1: a, I mean, the keep- keyword Yeah, keyword is track record. Colton Wong has a track record. Sure. And the Mariners have a track record of making these kinds of decisions. Uh, yeah, I, I was, I, I was uh, just kind of interested in hearing what you kind of thought about that because I, when I thought about demo, I know as a fan the, the knee jerk reaction is get rid of whoever these other guys that have disappointed us, but um, we'll see what happens. That's going to be on Tuesday. I mean, demo, great, you know, but it's it's not like Texas who gets Corey Seager back. Uh, but I will say the Munoz thing, and you brought it up the Mariners bullpen is great as as it's been. We didn't have this overpowering guy that you're just like, he's going to go out there and be a killer. That's Munoz. That's, that's, that's his role. Very happy to have him back. How about you?
2: Yeah. He's a stop gap gap guy. I mean, if you watch the Mariners this year, they, when they have come in from the bullpen and had runners on, they have not stranded them. They have most likely scored. And that's, uh, you know, no fault of their own, or I mean, it kind of is, but I mean They haven't been able to shut them down So there's been a lot of also You know, extra inning games Where they get that runner thrown on the second And it causes it for an run Even though the numbers show But from what I've seen, you know when a, when a reliever comes on In the middle of an inning and not a clean inning Usually more of the times than not They've scored
1: Yeah, it, and uh, you know Having him there is going to, you know Effect and alleviate some Pitchers in situations That maybe that's Not the Mariners first choice Uh, That'll be interesting to see him happy to have Him back Uh, happy to have Him healthy Uh, They're going Mariners are hitting this Big uh, road trip right now we're going To Texas this is a huge series Um, You know as we're Recording this right now the Mariners are six And a half back I don't know if they play If Texas plays today but then you go to you know San Diego. Uh, they haven't lived up to obviously what they're with their payroll or or the critics say they were going to be. But when you play teams like that or you play organizations like the Yankees, you know when you might catch them on a couple of days uh, where where they are. So that's always scary. And then you got Anaheim, another person that they're having a good season right now. They're, they're right there with us. I mean, huge, huge road trip that I would say, I would go out and say you have a good road trip. You got a shot still here at the uh, contending for the West. Um, You have a bad road trip right now. You know, this might permanently put you back in that wild card chase for the rest of the year.
2: Yeah. I mean, I haven't looked at it close enough, Myron, but seeing that the Rangers are what, 13, 15 games over 500 i mean that's dangerous to me
1: yeah um, and they hit and they yeah. got a good enough pitching they don't have the greatest pitching but they have good enough pitching to match with that hitting that's what's scary
2: yeah so i mean that's what i mean that's why i might be a little sour critiquing our team uh i'm just i'm concerned you know i mean it's early but I mean, they're starting to get a little bit further past us. Same with the uh, the Astros. So, but a nice, good road trip will help out, you know. And and playing these guys and winning a series, like we always talked about, that's all that matters. So, just win series and uh, control what you can control. There's a long ways to go still.
1: Yeah, and we got look, we got the Rock going on Friday. We got Castillo going against John Gray. John Gray's pitched good though, five and one, two point, you know, eight ERA. Uh on Saturday, we got Marco going out there. You know, he was uh, out away from what having four uh you know quality starts last month. Um Andrew Heaney, uh not the great again. This is a guy just pitches good enough with, with the offenses given. The game that's gonna be really interesting for me to see is uh Sunday's matchup. One, we want to see how Bryce Miller bounces bounces back. And look at Nathan, Nathan Avaldi's just been pitching out of his mind, uh, out pitching what was probably expected. So you wonder when that's going to change. You know, again, that comes down to our offense, but I think that's going to be an interesting game there on, on a getaway day. But
2: I, I just hope that the Mariners can get the bats going. I mean, it's unfair for these pitchers to have to pitch in high leverage situations, every inning of every game, having to be pinpoint perfect for six innings or seven innings and give up less than two. I mean, let's go. Let's give these guys a chance. Let's start playing as a full team and get rolling. I mean, I—that's I, I, why my frustration is too. I mean, these guys are even losing games and and um, after pitching pretty good, you know. So they're 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 what's the what am I trying to say? Their room for error is absolutely nothing, and it's unfortunate.
1: No, the. The ghost of Felix Hernandez's career <laughs> is looming over that cloud, is still there, anyways. Like, like this episode, we'll wrap this up. Listen, the Mariners finished May with a 17 11. They can get it put another 17 11 together, that'd be great, especially given the teams that we're playing this month. Love to see it. You know, we're gonna see the Yankees again. Um, and those matchups are important too, as far as the wild card uh seedings and things like that. You got to win these series. But we will be back Monday, wrapping up this uh, Texas Rangers uh, series. Hopefully it's a happy Monday. It'll be another travel day before they're down in San Diego, which I am planning to be down there to check that out, uh, as well as the games in Anaheim. Again, thank you for liking, subscribing, listening here on the Odyssey app or Odyssey Sports, wherever you're getting your podcast action up. at. Uh, Make sure to check us out on all the socials. And if you got to email us, hit it at at rye bread and mustard Podcast at gmail.com want to give a big thanks again to Tacos and Tequila for hosting us this week with the Yankee series we'll be back there throughout the all-star week uh, and those episodes that we recorded with uh, Big Vlad and the Ninja some fun uh, stuff we'll, we'll be rolling those out here in the next couple of weeks they're already in the can um, with that being said Hannah, you know what time it is Charge the ball, make a good throw.